everybody, and welcome back to your favorite G.I. Joe podcast show. We're just going to talk right over Robert Clark Chan, who's trying to derail the intro, but I won't let him. We are on Christmas. We're finally doing Christmas. We have finished G.I. Joe Extreme. We got that banked episode of Camp Candy. Thank you, Frankie G, for coming on the show. And now we're here, Christmas until Gina makes us stop. This is Knowing is Half the Podcast, and I am Ray Stacanis. Robert Clark Chan. I'm Gina Polito. I will never stop doing Christmas. Yeah, we might be we might be turning this into a Christmas only podcast for season seven. Uh, hasn't been fully determined yet. I think it determined. It, it's really all about um, how well Sigma Six goes. Look, I would love it if every December it was all Christmas spe- specials. I would love it if every March it was all Easter specials. I tried. I tried, and I don't remember what happened, but you two screwed it up. <laughs> I would well, love it turned some, out we had all these extra some, episodes yeah if yeah. if you know of a uh if you know of a you know shamrock day, what's it called lucky day <laughs> shamrock <laughs> lucky day, yeah, shamrock lucky day lucky charms day I uh, want, that's what I, I call want that's what I call the entire nation. <laughs> uh shamrock lucky uh north of great britain town is what i call that whole place and I, nobody uh, before in public would yeah. love it yeah yeah he does that at irish bars every... and it doesn't go well i want i want specials for every month i want a special for every month january we're doing new year's cartoon specials mm-hmm. god how many new year's cartoon specials are there you know what? It's just Charlie Maybe Brown, and we did it. Maybe a little. There's just Charlie Brown. It <laughs> was just the one. We actually had a I talk bet, because you, you know... know. Oh, go ahead. No, now I'm googling cartoon New okay. Year's. So we we, we had a conversation oh, here Chinese because New Year. We don't oh, have Chinese go. New Year month a lot of every goddamn that. year. That sounds and, racist to me. Chan, if you could find four cartoons from the 80s and 90s that had a specifically Chinese New Year theme to them. Ray. Ray. Do Yo, you know how many there are? There, there are, are so zero, many. I assume. No, no. I'm looking at it right now. Bubble Guppies, the New Year's Dragon. Ni Hao Kailan, Happy Chinese New Year's. Teletubbies, Chinese New, New Year's. In parentheses. Uh, the Powerpuff Girls, Chinese oh. New Year promo. <laughs> Hold on, Ray. Uh, have we never done a recent cartoon on the show ever? We've never done also, a recent thing on the show in our lives. Mm-hmm. And we've okay, never stepped I'm out before the, the 80s. <laughs> I'm sending this to the chat because it has every holiday. I already Wait, know. you're already on there? Uh, yes. There's also, a lot Bubble for Guppies. New Year's, huh? You don't really want to watch an episode of Bubble Guppies for this show. That's a that's a My Three Dads <laughs> show. That's not a show that yeah. we ever want there's Gina a, to be a part there's of. There's a there's an Arthur Arthur's New Year. There's a Max and Ruby Max's New Year. We got to do some New Year's this year, you guys. Rudolph's oh, shiny God. New Year. All of this sounds, sounds abominable. Well, sounds that's really what we do. Phineas and Ferb. That one's probably good, actually. Ray, this is the point where you seg into the horrible cartoon we are doing this week <laughs> if you want well, to jump I, right on that just, i just will go, real just go quick you know 
well, my kid's gotten really into uh, Snoopy and Charlie Brown specials, right? Like that's sort of where as she's she at. Should, as she should. Yeah. Ray admits so, what sort of horrible parent he is again. Well, it, it's so we watched this The Great Pumpkin for Halloween and it was great. Hell yeah. And then Hell we watched yeah. the Charlie Brown Thanksgiving. Uh, uh, Hell which yeah. Is, of course, you have to watch it. It's classic. We watched that. Oh, yeah. I watch we it like, every well, year. Obviously, the Christmas Charlie Brown. And then uh, uh, my wife, she says, is there any like New Year's themed Charlie Brown or anything like that? And I'm like, there is, but we don't want to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> Trust Why? me on this There's one. There's a decline in quality. After the uh, and then I S-tier, yeah uh, um, Snoopy specials. There's uh, there's it's Winnie true. the Pooh a very merry poo year. Come on, that's wow. great. That sounds disgusting. Not, not very merry. Are we all going to go see that new Winnie the Pooh horror movie? This has been coming up in a lot of chats I'm involved in. Oh, uh, um, maybe. Are we all are we all getting on board for this? Maybe. I, I don't get involved in those kind of chats, man. <laughs> Chen, you're in the chat. Popeye has, a, Popeye has a New Year's special called Let's Celebrate. I don't know what that means, but we should watch it. I just, I have no. Mm. Celebrate your legs. Come on. <laughs> mm, 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 mm. All right. So the real thing going on in this recording is that nobody wants to talk about the show. We actually talked about Sonic's Christmas. I Blast. gave you the in. I, I told you specifically. <laughs> I said, do it now because yeah, I, I didn't gave want you the setup. Like, it's like we're playing T-ball and I walk up and I put the ball on the tee and I'm like, okay, Ray, hit it now. And you're like, oh, but being a ball slot. Oh, that's a good impression of Ray. Yeah. Oh, wow. It's like you've, you've played with me before on T-ball. Then someone else takes a turn. And they hit the ball and you're like, what happened to the ball? I'm like, well, you know what? You had your chance. Now we're going to talk about the Wonder Years. Uh, Ray, when when Chan and I were waiting for you to log on and you were dicking around and keeping us waiting, I I was on exactly at eight o'clock. Wait a minute. I mean, look, if we can get Chan on early, you got to be ready early because it doesn't happen often. (laughs) See, if you're there 10 minutes early, you're on time. If you're there uh, on time, you're late. And if you're there when I get there, it's like Thursday already. So <laughs> you might as well go home. Yeah, you're on the but next episode at that point. you logged on when Chan and I were just waiting for you. Uh, I it was interminable said- sitting here with Gina. I just want you to know. <laughs> just the two of us here was just hellacious. I said that I, I think I probably, I think I maybe hated this less than the two of you did. But for the life of me, I could not. It was like it was being wiped from my memory as I was watching it because it made absolutely no impression on me. It wasn't bad. It wasn't good. I explained it to Chan oh. like I I feel like I was very sick and eating flavorless mashed potatoes. It's a thing that's happening. I don't have a strong opinion on it. Yeah. I mean, look, first off, I was playing Marvel Snap, so you guys got to wait. Ego, the living planet, was playing cards out of my hand, and I had to see how it was going to go. I regret now saying, how dare you, Ray, uh, not show up here uh, while we were already sitting around um, because you were playing uh, Marvel Snap. You should be playing Marvel Snap while we're doing the podcast. I said that in jest, but you appear to have taken me at face value and are indeed now slowing down the show by playing Marvel Snap 
during the recording. I just, I need them levels. I got to find Vulture. Get that movement deck together. My point I'm trying to make here is we're talking about Sonic the Hedgehog. This is the classic 90s cartoon starring TV's Urkel, Jaleel White as Sonic. Please do not use the word classic here. (laughs) Just because a thing is old, and make no mistake about it, something from the 90s is now old. Stop it. Stop it. It can't be true. Classic. Because this show is dog shit. Chad, you don't even think there's like nine more Sonic shows that came after this. There are probably more Sonic the Hedgehog cartoon series than G.I. Joe. And I know what I'm saying when I say that. I didn't realize that this was Deke uh, until until I started watching it. So I was expecting it to be much worse. (laughs) I was expecting it to be much worse. And again, it wasn't. It wasn't bad. It wasn't good. It was like I blacked out for 22 minutes and woke up. So the context behind this specific episode is last Christmas, 2021, my my kid, uh, she's really into Sonic the Hedgehog. And so she saw this presented on like Peacock or Paramount or whatever app we were on. And she's like, oh, I want to watch Sonic Christmas. So I sat and watched it with her. And I'm like, this is this is fucking terrible. This is this. So is you've very not watched upsetting. it twice. And so I Have said immediately as I finished the episode, as it's rolling credits, I messaged this chat saying we have to do Sonic Christmas so you guys can be tortured by this as well. I don't like living in in alone misery. <laughs> Again, not, I I didn't. I think you know the the viewing audience should they choose to, they can be the judge, but. I didn't think it was quite as bad as a lot of other stuff that we have seen. The The deal with this is, Ooh, I guess I it know. aired three years after the cartoon ended. It aired in 1996. So I guess Sonic was popular enough that some TV writer was like, hey, you know what kids have been clamoring for for the past three years since we canceled this show? Uh, Sonic Christmas special. But according to the Wikipedia page, page they replayed it at Christmas time every year for years so some of a certain generation might say this is a classic thank you thank vindication thank you finally <laughs> hashtag Wait, I you hated right. it. oh i hated you know, it some but I, would, I was a class it was a classic some people would consider child abuse to be classic because hey it happened when i was a kid so good times right but okay. that's not always the case some people are broken and or just dumb Nah, everything's Look, cyclical. Child abuse is going to be hot again soon. Everything is Chad, sick. If Bing Crosby did it, it's what? classic, okay? We've talked about this before. <laughs> Bing Crosby did a Sonic special? <laughs> oh, God, I oh, wish. I would totally watch that. Yeah, I'm oh, in. Jesus. Can you imagine? Somebody, okay, somebody get out there, get the Bing Crosby, David Bowie duet, <laughs> and um, just uh, put in After Love Effects in uh, Sonic as David Bowie. Love Please. It. I love that duet. Thank you. Anyhow, I am actually watching the new Sonic series with my kid uh, because he has decided that he loves Sonic now. And uh, the new one's fine. It's fine. I don't really have any problems with it. It's not uh, lighting my world on fire, but it certainly wasn't, you know, this bad. You guys got to force your kids to watch better stuff. We do. But here's well, the I don't thing. think you understand how any of that works. I do. I remember I watched I watched TV with my family. If it, like I wasn't watching shit that they didn't want to watch. 
and look how you turned out, Gina. That was back when uh, Gina. Yeah, there, now you're podcasting. There was, we've 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 well established that I'm the most emotionally healthy person on this podcast with the <laughs> most normal relationship Wait, with my family. Uh, I don't know that that's been established ever. I think all of us are dramatically broken in three mildly <laughs> different ways. Yeah. <laughs> I can't even say really that different. We're all broken the same way. We just do different things with that energy. No, Mm -hmm. you guys are Mm -hmm. dudes. Dudes are broken in a much more despicable way. Despicable? Despicable. Like Despicable Me, a cartoon Uh I assume your kids are going to force you to watch. (laughs) Oh, yes. Yes, in the future, I will have to watch all three Despicable Me movies Plus the two Minions movies. Um, the first one's good. The no, first sorry, one's the solid. One. There's a third one now, too, and I watched that one, too. The first I've one's solid. Many times. The first Minions or the first Despicable Me? The first Despicable Me. The OG Despicable Me is a good movie. It is passable. <laughs> passable I have not seen a single Minions or Despicable Me movie. The the uh, first one is like before the before the Minions took over. Right. Which is like always what this is horrifying, right? Which I mean, is like always what happens when there's some side character that kids are like, I love this side character. Then execs are like, well, then let's make it the main character without really thinking it through. The uh, voices of the minions are the creators of Despicable Me. And that is not the first time that has happened. I feel like one of the things that, uh, animated creators aim to do is come up with a a peripheral character that they really love and secretly make that the uh the merch uh driver because mm-hmm. now it's yeah it's, it's all based on minions selling uh toys and stuff and uh those dudes are sitting pretty mm-hmm. so gina uh maybe you better up your merch game you know what? If I did it, it would turn out more Jar Jar than Minions because they're both equally annoying to me. Oof, I don't understand that's how that's a cell phone one in, in the worst way. You know, I mean, again, in the original Despicable Me, I was like, these dudes are hilarious, but you got to know when to when to hold them and when to fold them. Minion you know, style. Here's here's the thing that I realized because the other thing that my kid is super into right now is Avatar. Not the cool ass uh, cartoon, the weird movie Avatar. Oh he watches it over and people? over again. Wait, I've isn't that kind of adult? It. I haven't seen it in years, but I think I saw it when I was like in it my twenties. Marginally adult, but it is exactly adult in the way that the first Star Wars movie is. And I realized that if Star Wars came out in two thousand eight or whenever Avatar did, it would also tank just like Avatar did because kids really dig it it's you know real simple it's got a lot of flashy lights and cool effects and they you know it they watch it over and over again it gets ingrained in them and then it becomes a thing that they want to spend uh hundreds and thousands of dollars uh uh worth of their own money on merch as they become adults and try and reclaim their lost childhood avatar is exactly that and it tanked because we've already seen that a billion times now. Wait, Avatar didn't tank though. Avatar made like didn't the highest grossing movie of all time. Didn't it Literally, though? They brought it back in it theaters didn't. so it could beat Endgame again. Yeah. 
And now the sequel, any, it's you like know, nine sequels bankrolled. No, nobody you likes know a it. Single human being that likes it. No, nobody. I nobody liked it likes when I first Avatar. Saw it. I saw it on an when airplane. I first saw it in the, the back theater, of I was headrest. like, that looks. I don't think. I don't think that's how the people intended it. And yet. And yet. Anyway, Sonic the Hedgehog. This is his Christmas special. Uh, you know it's Deke because there's the attention to detail is magnificent. Tails is brown instead of yellow. Already, I'm just like, yeah, man. Yeah, these people care. Uh, and then they do a thing at the uh, uh, first, like over the credits, over the intro, where they play the literal entire episode in fast forward. What? I wasn't even paying attention. Yeah, during the intro of this episode, they, it's all the way through to when Sonic actually saves the day in Act 3 through those Wait, scenes. Wait, did you... You didn't watch it on Paramount Plus or whatever it was? I watched, I watched it on YouTube, but it's the same intro. Oh. And, um, yeah, and so all the way through literally every piece of this show, they show it about a 30-second zoop, 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 and it's just like, well, do I, do I have to watch the show now? Because it's over. I already know what's going to happen. Uh, but I did have to watch it. It turns out um, contractually. Uh, this is what I'm talking about. It's 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 as if as you're watching it, it's erasing it from your brain, like an episode of the X, like a plot on the X-Files or something. Like, I don't remember anything that you just said. I have very few notes. If I didn't have notes, I would probably think that I forgot to watch this. <laughs> oh, my God. The silence figured out how to make a TV show. <laughs> <laughs> that is a very niche joke. If you're a Doctor <laughs> Who fan, uh, you're into it. Actually, you have to specifically be a fan of the uh, um, the uh, eleven years. Otherwise, no, no dice. Yeah, that's it's a, a great great villain though. Super super good character design. Wait, I the eleven so, years Moffat haters. I don't I don't understand. Like the character from Stranger Things was on uh, Doctor Who. Oh my god. I see you reaching, Ray. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, and pull a muscle I'm, if he reaches any harder. I'm not impressed. You're so Millie Bobby Brown was on Doctor Who. Was she like a companion, or did she play the Doctor? <sighs> Written by Reed Shelley and Bruce Shelley, Sonic Christmas Blast is uh, a, a brain dookie for the entire family. <laughs> Yeah, listen, I'm just going to launch into it because none of us actually seem to want to talk about this because, yeah, because uh, I was right. It's Garbo. Uh, Santa at the very beginning scene. You don't get to say that we're launching into anything when we've been talking about nothing for a solid, I'm going to say 20 minutes in. Are we 20 20 minutes minutes into the podcast right now? About 20 minutes into the pod, yeah. Yeah, that's why it's time to start the episode, just like good podcasts do. You know, the ones that ramble for 20 minutes before getting to the topic on hand. It's oh, God, I hate those Anyway, Literally, Santa's retiring. Them and... Santa Claus is retiring. It turns out he's a robot. Uh, well, it hasn't been revealed yet, but he's very clearly a robot. And he says, in my stead, Robotnik Claus. Dr. Robotnik is the new Santa. And uh, if you're not familiar with this version of Sonic the Hedgehog, uh, <laughs> Dr. Robotnik is a, is a slob. Uh, he is an incel. And he he has two robots. Uh, he has an army of robots, but he has two very stupid robots. One is a giant chicken, and the other is is a is a treadmill bot. And they yeah, they what the try hell to one up each thing? other the whole time. 
I don't know. I didn't like that I, they had one that look that looks like an animal, like the like the chicken one or the ostrich, yeah. whatever he is. And then another one that's some sort of inanimate object. That's yeah. that's like like you need to bebop and rock steady that shit. Like if they're gonna be animals, animals all the way. If they're gonna be inanimate objects come to life because they're now robots make it that but mixing them is very not cool yeah and also can i just say that futurama did robot santa a million times better than this well they had this to base theirs off of obviously futurama did murderous robot santa a million times better than this sure so that's what i was thinking during this episode you could there, you could list literally anything uh, that this cartoon has done that <laughs> Futurama uh, uh, did better. You could talk you could talk about a hyper fast hedgehog, and I'm almost certain that there's a reference to a hyper fast hedgehog in Futurama that they did better than this cartoon. <laughs> The one thing but, yeah. the design is was, similar though. The design of the robots is similar. That's what made me think of it. Like the Santa bot design is similar. I mean, it's it's a bad Santa. It's it's the same design as uh Billy Bob Thornton in his bad Santa movie. It's the same thing. Five o'clock shadow yeah. Santa. Great. Okay, let's move on. His guts hanging um, out. His uh his his outfit doesn't fit. Now, if he actually planned this well, I can't be- I don't understand why his outfit doesn't fit. Like I get that it's a gag. Don't at me. But like, plausibly speaking, if he's been planning to do this for X amount of time to build a Santa robot, kidnap Santa, take over being Santa Claus for Christmas, get a goddamn suit that fits. You know, you're a doctor. You can afford it. I will say this. If I spent that much time coming up with a uh, what looks like a pretty shitty robot Santa Claus, but everyone bought that it was Santa Claus. Yeah. So clearly he did a good job. I'm guessing he spent a lot of time and effort on that and was like, I'm not going to waste any more time on these idiots. They're going to buy the Santa, the, the Santa robot. So I don't worry about the rest of it. And he was correct. I didn't like, though, that no one is questioning this Santa because it made Nobody. me for a second. It made me think maybe in the Sonic universe, Santa is actually a robot and it's going to turn out that the bad guy hacked into the robot. Like I got in my head about why is no one because usually, you know, usually there's a there's an there's a kid or someone a la Emperor's New Clothes saying, hey, wait a minute, there's something off about this Santa. But the fact that not a single person questions it, not kid, not adult, not Sonic himself, made it very confusing to me because I thought there was gonna t- it was going to turn out that like, you know, there that in the Sonic universe, Santa is a robot, but they figured out how to flip his switch to good, from good Santa to bad Santa, just like in that Simpsons episode. Yeah, here's the thing. I think if you take any creative uh, uh, decision and ask yourself, what's the laziest version of this decision? (laughs) You're going to end up with whatever they do in this cartoon. I I had a different take. I I felt like this cartoon was very much like a David Lynch movie uh, in that you just had to take every scene on its own merits sometimes and not worry about chaining the scenes together to form a cohesive thought. I often found myself tuning out and not paying attention uh, for minutes at a time. 
And then realizing literally not, they were just waiting for me to come back in because nothing had happened in those two minutes of time. And if you really try to break it down and think about it, just like a David Lynch movie, you're going to be ultimately disappointed at the end. So just <laughs> enjoy the ride scene by scene as we go. I did not and enjoy the ride. I forgot the ride as it was happening and then yeah. woke up slightly groggy. Yeah, I, I felt like it was almost expect- like... I did I expect saying, that this was how Ray uh, approaches David Lynch movies. Uh, <laughs> like, uh, I'm just going to be here and maybe I'll like it. Maybe I won't. I'm not going to think about it at all or process any information that's coming yeah. in my eyeballs. <laughs> I had to write David a college paper analyzing. I had to write a college paper analyzing a David Lynch movie. And I think Ray's head would have exploded. <laughs> yeah, or just like his brain right. would have started to dribble out his ear. So who would make you do that, and why was it Lost Highway? <laughs> I think it was actually Lost Highway. Of course it Lost was. Lost Highway is one of the most straightforward of David Lynch's films. It, like, God, accepting God, Dune, look. which had just, like, endless narration about what was going on, it's as straightforward as it gets. Yeah, I think that that's uh, probably Lost why they, they do that in college, because they're like, well, it won't... <laughs> Yeah, we won't make them think, but not not too much. It won't break. Listen, if you, I think Legion made more sense to me than Lost Highway. I'm going to (laughs) start there. Um, uh, Lost Highway. I look, it's got two Rammstein songs in it, so you know it's good. You know I enjoyed it. You you know I had a good time watching Lost Highway, but afterwards I've had many late night drunken conversations in my 20s and 30s discussing Lost Highway with David Lynch fans and every person I run into has a completely different explanation for what that movie is and none of them make sense. I've been told that movie Uh. is just like an art gallery you just walk through and then you enjoy the picture frames and and the moments but you don't try to put a cohesive narrative when you walk through an art gallery do you? And I go okay (laughs) sure I can go with that I don't understand what you're saying I've had people say that uh, himself, when he becomes a totally different person inside the jail cell, it's purely a story of wish fulfillment. And it's purely just he suddenly escapes because he has decided he is a new person. And therefore, the world now treats him like a new person. And then it's an Alex. Listen, there's all kinds of different ways you can interpret that movie. And none of them make a goddamn piece of sense. (laughs) Thank you. That's my treatise on Lost Highway. Gina. Ray, it's David Lynch's response to O.J. Simpson's murder <laughs> trial. God damn and it, I that's just as that inconceivable as I'm the others. Joking, but I am not. I don't think you are. And no, you say you're joking, but I know you're not. I know better. G.I. Joe will return after these messages. Danita Stokes, president of HAG. It's bad enough that Sega Genesis has the most 16-bit games, but this new Sonic the Hedgehog, oh, he really ducked my doilies. They say he's incredibly fast. Well, what's the hurry, mister? Hmm? And about his attitude. Smarty pants. Why can't it be more like that nice boy, Mario? Oh! Little brat! Now, get Sonic free when you buy a Sega Genesis system at its new price of $149.99. Back to G.I. Joe. Uh, anyway, I liked one of the robots because he reminded me of Chamberlain from The Dark Crystal. I boo your cheers. Mm. 
Okay, I see it. I see it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to point this out now. I was going to wait until the end because I'm very curious if either of you even noticed this. Not a single woman speaks in this show. That's I not true did at all. Notice it. Wait a minute. Doesn't Sally at talk? The end. <laughs> no, she-, she does not talk. In fact, in the Wikipedia entry, it even specifically says she is shown but does not speak. Oh, it was I, so I, weird wow. that he like gives her the presence yes. at the end yes. and then like kisses her and then runs off without her saying anything. I was yep. like, whoa, this, we'll get this there. is getting weird. We'll, we'll get there. That was awkward. No, but, uh, but I, I just want to point it out because there is not, there is not a child. There is not a mom. There is not a female villain or hero that utters a single syllable in this entire thing. And this was 1996. Okay. We're mm-hmm. not, we're not talking about like, I mean, even when we used to do like, does this pass the Bechdel test in OG GI Joe? Sometimes it would, sometimes it would more than you think. But usually, a thought. woman would have a line. Yes, typically this, this, and it probably holds for the entire uh, series. This '90s uh, uh, Sonic series is what I expected GI Joe Extreme to be. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, because Fair. it very much embraces sort of extreme sports and X Games type stuff, and and oh. the sort of uh, uh, energy drink ethos of the extreme nineties. A lot uh, of rhyming, part- a lot of rhyming and puns, which I didn't, I didn't remember that was Sonic's thing. I guess like it is the legacy. I won't say that it was entirely Bill Murray's fault, but he was the uh, avatar of that style of just snarky one-liners uh, that just becomes just an awful, you know, uh, MST3K uh, as a personality view mm-hmm. of the world. Um, Side and- note, I just watched, uh, I just watched uh, Mystery Science Theater doing Jack Frost on Tubi. Highly mm-hmm. recommend it. It's both uh, it's both Wait. satisfying from a holiday point, a horror <laughs> point, and a comedy Wait, point. The Michael wow. Keaton one or the mutant killer no, snowman one? The the mutant killer snowman okay, one. Okay, okay. I just have to be sure on this because I don't want to get roped into the wrong one. No, I highly recommend it. It was like one of the first things that Tubi, when I logged into my Tubi, it was like, here, watch this. And I was like, don't mind if I do. <laughs> you know, Tubi's great. Tubi, like we don't get any money from Tubi, but you if you don't know what's going on or you have time and you oh, just don't want to do with it. it, just throw on Tubi because honest yeah. to God, like that's where the Guardians, the Russian Avengers movie, The Guardians, could be found. Uh you can oh, find all kinds so of things great. you didn't know you wanted to watch. So anytime I just turn on Tubi, they're like, We have uh-huh. XYZ, and I'm like, Oh yes, oh, I'd like that. I like that too. And like, or would you just like to watch some more loop in the third? And I go, you know <laughs> what, Tubi? It's like you know me. Yeah, I I spent all of October watching Tubi because it had the best horror movie selection of any of the of any of the anythings. So the I ever since then. That. Ever since then, I have loved Tubi. But yeah, I turned it on to see what their Christmas offerings were. And unsurprisingly, so, they have a lot of horror movie slash Christmas movies. So it's like Krampus. They got Krampus up in there. They got they got a lot of good ones. Did you just name one thing? And like, yes, it has all of the things. It has Krampus. Well, I watched two That's in a row. Need. I watched Jack Frost <laughs> and Krampus. I mean, there were others. There was Silent Night, Deadly Night on there, too. Great. Another classic. And they have my favorite, uh, Uncle Sam. Uh, Uncle Sam about 
<laughs> the spirit going into the body of like a, 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 a Lincoln statue and killing people or something. It's fantastic. If you haven't seen it, go I don't get know. it. Holiday right, July. They don't make a lot of July 4th slasher movies, <laughs> but that one they did. Uh, by the way, we're over a half hour now into this episode, and we barely scratched the first scene of Sonic. So we're going to take this quick break. There's not that much to it. I'm, I'm through my notes already. My notes we're, were no we're women speak, and done. Futurama did it better. <laughs> Here's the deal. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back. Okay, we're back. Why did you and do that, Ray? Why? I wanted, I, because Why because I'm going to forget to put the ad break there. I'm going to forget. You, you are going to forget, and, then and it's going to seem super weird. And then Delvin Cox is going to be like, dude, why did Ray throw it to break and nothing happened? <laughs> wouldn't be the first time. Um, okay. Uh, that was for me. Uh, so the the kid, there's a little kid who's like Santa Robotnik. Uh, uh, I want to sit on your lap. And, the, and so Santa Robotnik says, uh, hey, kid, what are you getting me for Christmas? And the kid's mm-hmm. like, I, need I, I disagree. To explain this <laughs> to me. Um... No, mother's allowed on Santa's lap. What? What? I don't remember that. I don't know. I tuned out for that, clearly. (laughs) Um, No mother, because he's going to get a robot boner? He's an incel, dude. I told you this. He's an incel. Like, uh, going back to to the bad Santa thing, it seems very much uh, like it could make sense, but it, it, it was as if they expected the audience to know that was a thing, and um, like, is that a thing? Did I miss something not growing up in Michigan or whatever shithole Midwest town you Whoa, all live in? No, is it is it, a, is it a fat is it a fat joke? Is it like a is it like a a fat Midwestern mom's joke? Because that's very on brand for the nineties. When I think of a mother sitting on a Santa's lap, I feel like there's some sort of sexual connotation there. I, well, the, uh, that's I what I'm saying. There's like two ways claws. that you could look at it. And I'm I'm thinking mainly of like, if this was an episode of Married with Children, there would be like the hot chick mom. Right. But then there would also be like the fat mom. And then Al would make a, would make a rule that says like, all right, new rule, no mom sitting on my, uh, sitting on your lap. And then someone would be like, why? And he'd be like, oh, the definition of a mom is someone who's like squeezed out a couple kids and got fat. So like, that's, that's my best guess. Other than that, I have no idea. But they expect you to know what that joke is. And I couldn't tell. I was looking at the visuals and there was nothing there that suggested uh, what they meant. Huh. So just like, what, what is happening? I'm yeah, very, I'm very question. confused by this. I've seen this. I've seen it twice now. And I still had no idea that line existed in it until you played it just now. So that's where <laughs> my, my mind is at. Uh, this, I, I did tune out. Look, the kid sits on his lap. And says, and he says, what are you going to get me for Christmas, Santa says. He goes, what? Santa gives kids presents for Christmas. And then he goes, I'm putting you in the prison. And I'm like, what is what is no, happening no, no. on this show? A sweatshop, a sweatshop which is very uh, different from yeah. a prison. <laughs> Excuse me, child uh, slavery. I did right here. Profit, uh, establishment child. that uh, uh, uses slave labor to yeah. uh, enrich the wealthy. I don't. And, I don't. Uh, no, wait, I'm sorry. They are the same thing. Carry on. Anyway, uh, so cut over to Sonic the Hedgehog, who's talking in a one-sided conversation, apparently, with uh, uh, Sally, who I don't know who the fuck Sally is at all in the context of anything. Um, she's a princess, apparently, and she hangs out with Sonic. And they, she, he, Sonic says, "You got uh, we agreed no gifts for each other this year. 
And then Tails is like, uh, then she where are you going, speak. Sonic? She does not speak. Apparently, I thought she did. Uh, I'm part of the problem. And um, <laughs> and, uh, and so Sonic's like, well, uh, I'm going to get her store's worth of gifts because no gifts for a princess means lots of gifts. And she got me this cool ring last year. This Chekhov's ring won't come into play in Act 3. Ha <laughs> This random thing I've never mentioned before is suddenly very important to talk about. Uh, and yeah, so we're going to go into very, town. This, this is a very weird plot point. Also, I do like the fact that I, I started out the my point about her not talking by saying, I don't know if you guys noticed this. And Chan immediately said, yes, I did notice that. And Ray immediately said, no, I did not notice that. Look, Very on brand. Got to tell, yeah. tell the truth for these podcasts. And that is a true statement. I did not notice. <laughs> I'd, and look, I'm, I'm prepared to accept the consequences of what that means about me. Uh, I don't like it, but you know what? You got to live in it. You got to live in it. <laughs> not going to run. Um, <laughs> I should, uh, but not going to. Um, okay. So at this point, uh, the, the, I, the, this evil plan is just strange to me. So these two robots, apparently, I don't know what their deal is. They're going to people's houses saying, what are, do you have to give Santa Robotnik? And they say, you've already taken everything, implying this is not they, their first, second, third, or fourth visit no, to this they house. Explain, they explain it in this scene, Ray, the scene before where all the kids are sitting on the lap is the deal now is no longer that Santa gives you toys. You give Santa toys. Yes, I get and that. So I mean, he, Santa Robotnik gets all the shit. I understand that. But like th- they're going to people instead of waiting for Christmas Day, where uh, assumedly, because that seems to be what they're building towards, people have to go to Robotnik's house and give him all the presents. He's now going to yeah. other people's houses saying, what are you going to give me before that even happens? And they say, yes. you've already taken everything. He says, great, we're going to destroy your house. And then they, a giant no. fucking... They're going to take thing the house, destroys their house. Well, they, they, they look, it crushed the house. the house. They crushed the house. It's not like they the ran off of crushed, the house. But it was the act of taking rather than the uh, act of destroying. It was so weird. Totally it was just such a bizarre scene, and I didn't understand it. Much like much, much like half of Lost Highway, I just did not understand it. Um, I was enjoying <laughs> no, it on the surface level. Lost Highway, Ray. Okay, um, I'll, there was one scene I thought I had a handle on, but the rest of it, uh, let's take it. Or I'm pretty sure you didn't. So the kid escapes already from this prison camp as Sonic is tearing through town to the stores. And we now find out that Santa Claus robot was actually a robot. Uh, they actually kidnapped Santa. For some reason, Santa Claus robot is rolling around town with chicken and shitty Wally. Uh, they're just rolling through town with Santa Robot. I don't know why. That's just <laughs> these things. They're, things I mean, just they're happen. patrol characters come and they're go, patrolling, doing Gestapo shit. But you can't really keep the ruse of Santa being real if Robot Santa is just cruising town, harassing people. I don't know. It just—it's bizarre to me. Uh, they end up uh, getting uh, Sonic is there, and they're menacing Sonic. So Sonic grabs, just jumps into a nearby crane with a giant magnet attached to it and 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 pulls their automobile up and, and drops it, smashing them all. And and this it gets guys, this gets real weird because uh, he 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 drops them and they smash to pieces. And could we um could we get the sound pull chan of them screaming uh, as they're being dropped by Sonic in a giant magnet? That he 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 destroys them with. Do, do we have that sound pull ready? Uh, 
do you want the one where the bad guys are dropping the thing on the good guys or the thing where the good guys dropping Wait, the bad guys to the thing? Can we just hear both? Cause I'm not even sure anymore. This scene really melted my head. Uh, cause, oh my God, this thing is just full of these just terrible one-liners that pass <laughs> yeah. as like, I, I would say that it's dialogue, but it's not dialogue. Uh, it's no, it's not monologue. that. No. Um, there's this. <laughs> yeah, there we go. That uh, was a, that was a really thought out scream. That was really good acting there. Um, uh, yeah, I really felt the peril in his voice. Uh, and if there's a second one, let's just hear it. Um, what a down. down, you got. Like, what is happening on this show? I ju- it's just so bizarre. Things just appear out of thin air constantly. No, There's no stakes. Uh, these robots are always going to get rebuilt. They're never going to catch Sonic. Uh, there's never, like, peril, actually. Maybe this is why my kid loves it so much, is because she gets nervous when bad guys look like they might have a chance to go over in a conflict. And so she literally just, maybe this is what all kids do. I don't know, but she fast forwards through that part to get just to the part where the good guys are okay again. Uh, Cause she, she can't okay. handle the peril and she loved this. So maybe this is maybe this part of the deal. Uh, look <laughs> what ends up happening next. I still have no explanation for because the, 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 the evil uh, setting the stage, the evil robots, have now been smashed by this magnet where they've been dropped from a high high space and they've gotten smashed to bits and they're putting themselves back together. Up walks Sonic the Hedgehog dressed like a city janitorial worker with a fake mustache and overalls and basically no other part of a disguise. And he says, hey, um, there's a fine <laughs> for littering your bodies on the street or some shit. And, 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 and he says, but... I will I will waive this city fine that you would have to pay to me thirty thousand dollars or whatever right now, uh, uh, if you just tell me where you've held, you're holding Santa, and they go what a great deal we can't afford that fine Santa's being held seven miles south of the North Pole, and then Sonic <laughs> re- removes the mustache and says ha ha now I know where he's being held you fools there is no fine and if, in fact. I'm going to fucking smash you again. And he destroys their bodies a second time and runs away cackling. And I, <laughs> I guys, I don't know. I don't know what, how to feel. I don't, I don't have feelings anymore. I don't. Yeah. I, my, my first thing, my first thing was I'm willing to buy that. They don't realize their established is very stupid. So when he gets dressed up in costume, I'm like, all right, fine. I'm suspending my disbelief. Superman wears glasses and people don't know it's him. They they don't know that this is this looks like he looks like Mario here. Uh yes. but why does he own up to it? Why doesn't he just say, All right, fine waved, good day to you, and get a head start instead of just like <laughs> revealing himself, smashing them, which like who knows how long that'll take. Like, just go, dude. Because just say, like, have a good day. Sonic the hedgehog. The Sonic, the Sonic is an egomaniac. And I don't know. <laughs> Uh, I, I feel like I, I was never a Sonic guy. Uh, I always preferred Mario. And some of that is just because, like, I had a Nintendo and I didn't have a Sega. So, you know, whatever. Sure. But also, like, the character itself just always seemed mildly repugnant to me. And I'd never watched this cartoon, but, like, I just remember seeing him, like, uh, on the on the 
screen of the game when you don't uh, move at all. He just like starts tapping his foot and crossing his yeah. arms. It's very which is kind of funny you. the first time, but then it just starts to feel like really shitty and and uh, uh, passive aggressive. And look, Chen, like you know, you know, you know what he does if you still continue to not do anything, right? What you know this. Because do if you don't do anything, you leave him idle. He starts tapping his foot, looking at you, tapping on his watch or whatever. And if you if you just keep being idle, Sonic the Hedgehog kills himself. <laughs> he literally, yeah, he literally okay. jumps I actually do remember this. I actually do remember he jumps this. Straight down, ending his life. Because he got tired, but that's but that's also but that's also a Mario thing. That's also a Mario thing because you run out of time. Yeah, you run out of time. But there's a set time at the beginning of the level. Yeah, this is just Sonic's tired of your So he kills himself. He puts on his finest suit and he he dies. Look, he's got to live fast or die hard. The the Mario thing, like I understand it because that's an anxiety response. Like you have a certain amount of time, and if you don't get it, you're gonna die. Whereas uh, Sonic is just like an entitled <laughs> rich kid who's yeah. just like, if you don't do the thing, I want to kill myself. Then he does. Uh, do not like it. Do not that like goes it. Passive aggressive to aggressive aggressive very very quickly. Um, uh, cutting back to Doctor Robotnik's house. Now, Dr. Robotnik's house, um, he's getting the robots to build all the chimneys on the roof of his house, like just straight up all chi- oops, all chimneys. And um, <laughs> delicious. He says, they say, why, why would you do that, Robotnik? And it's a question I asked myself many times during this episode in general. But why are you doing this, Robotnik? He goes, because if we have more chimneys, they'll have more ability to bring me presents. Now, I thought they'd just use the door. Uh, most people don't have Santa magic to get to the roof of your robotic house, no matter how many chimneys you have. Um, and he says, anyway, plot point over, go get Sonic for me and redeem yourselves for giving up the location of where we have real Santa. So now we're just fast forwarding to the Santa gate. Uh, this is, uh, it, uh this is uh, seven miles South of the North pole. So there's not much there. It's like the planet of Hoth. Uh, except for the fact that there are robots guarding a giant metal gate. And so Sonic's like, I think that's where they're holding Santa. It's like, really? Really? What was the tip-off, Sonic? Uh, uh, There's literally nothing else here. Yes, probably so. At which point, Sonic, who has not been seen yet, is like looking through binoculars at this gate. The gate opens, and inexplicably, a giant cannon is, is produced forth. And it starts shooting like icicles at Sonic. Look, guys, I... I'm going to I'm going to step away from the show for a second. Folks at home, I don't know what the fuck was happening with this cartoon. I'm explaining things as they happened on screen, and I have no concept or notion of why or 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 how it's justified or if it if it should even if it even is justified. I just you guys I'm struggling with this one. I struggled with it a year ago, and I'm struggling with it just as much now, and I'm happy I mean, that again. you're on this journey with me. Let's get back Again, to the show. I didn't find it. I didn't find it confusing. I just there's there's it it doesn't look like anything to me. There's a black yeah. hole where this this where this episode was, and I can't tell you anything about it other than no women's. The only thing, the only thing I could compare this to is like what if an episode of Twelve Ounce Mouse on uh, uh, Adult Swim 
drank a surge uh, uh, energy soda, it would be this because it's just random. None of the pieces work together. None of the concepts make sense. It's just introducing random things and never justifying any of it. Um, but it's extreme here. And I can't extreme. Uh, yeah. Go watch some 12 ounce mouse and get back to me. Um, Cause that's a show that melts my brain too. Um, in, in all the wrong ways. Um, anyway, so it, it starts, they start shooting an icicle cannon at Sonic who apparently they can see. And he says, yeah, but I'm, I'm Sonic. So he just runs really fast to cut the ice around them and sinks them in the ice water. And then, okay. So then he go. this is so bizarre to me. He, he, he goes into the, the, the lair. <coughs> he goes into the cave and he's greeted by like six robots with laser guns. And he's like, he starts counting them down. You guys are going to shoot me in three, two, one. And then inexplicably, they just shoot on his command. He goes slightly past them. They shoot the wall next to him. And then he just stops because I guess that's the end of the level. They don't try to shoot him anymore. And they are not considered for the rest of the episode. But yet they're still within aim range of him with their laser guns. And Maybe they ran out of charge. Maybe the laser guns it, ran out of charge. But it's their first shot. And and I just, we're just, we the writers have decided that is no longer a thing that is happening anymore. And we all just <laughs> immediately forget about them. Um, and so Sonic finds Santa Claus and says, we only have a few hours to go. We can still save Christmas. And he goes, yeah, man, get me to my workshop. Fast forward to his workshop. Robotics stolen everything from his workshop and Santa just turns to me and goes, well, we're fucked. Guess we're done here. <laughs> and I'm like, what is what? Well, I, I don't, I, you know what? I like, I like how quickly Santa gives he, up. I feel like it's realistic so to the rest of us. He's there, made of magic. The pacing got real <laughs> weird in this in here. And I, I did not like it at all because like immediately after that, we set up like this quest that should take uh, by rights, like it should be a multi-part uh, GI Joe epic where we're all, you know, going to the four corners of the earth to collect, you know, heavy water. And there's a weather dominator and shit like that. And, and it, and we're at the end of act two, which means there's basically the end of act two. six minutes left to finish this entire goddamn story. Yes, I'm like, quest, no, what is, is happening? Fun. It's a fun quest. Fun quest. It is not fun. Are, I think. Uh, no, Chad and is hundred percent correct. We're at the end of act two. We're literally like two minutes from the end of act two. Santa says, I give up. We're at the darkest moment. And Sonic's like, man, but I got this ring. And Santa's like, yo, show me that ring. They then go to an ice cave where he was held captive. They just go back there inexplicably where he says, there's this cave painting I noticed when they had me captured <laughs> with the same symbol as your ring. And I just completely remember that. Thank God you showed me that ring. Anyway, we have to go on the plus side in this world. They have uh, it's somehow in the matter of hours dismantle the for-profit uh, prison system, <laughs> which is a good thing. You know, I yeah, mean, okay. it is. That was a good. I like that. Obviously, but um, yeah. yeah, I like that. The, the, the thing about this that I realized at about this point, or, or I, I didn't realize it until you were talking about how your daughter likes watching this because there is a certain genre of kids cartoon that have uh, no stakes, no conflict, 
uh, and are deliberately for those kind of kids who get anxious about that sort of thing. So let's give yes. them something where there's no possibility of the hero losing. There is nothing to uh, make you concerned. There are no obstacles, really. Uh, everything is just done super easy. Um, but those kind of shows are things like Strawberry Shortcake, where, yeah. you know, they're, the whole tone is like, it's cool, man. Just relax. This it's is soft, not going to yeah. stress you out at all. But this is an ostensibly an action show for, you know, like young boys to, you know, rah, we're going to go out and punch things and run real fast. And and it has no stakes. And it's so weird that you would turn a show like that into this. Yeah. And it's so the problem we had with the uh, Deke G.I. Joe, it's a, you know, a military show where yes. everybody's shooting at each other. And it has zero stakes. No, there were, you never were in doubt that Cobra would accomplish anything because they were never uh, uh, perceived to be anything but a joke. Like, I mean, yeah. I, I will, I will, I will say it till the end of time. They got beat up in a lost a physical fight against literal <laughs> kindergartners on the goddamn show of Deke GI Joe, and I will never forgive. That's when that's the moment when I realized that um, that I was broken. That that's that's the it moment deserves. the show broke me. I was trying yeah. to fight through it up to that point. And then when that happens, I'm like, there's just nothing left, man. <laughs> there's nothing that nothing deserves to be brought up anytime, so, all the time, forever and ever. So Amen. to what Robert, I don't have the actual timestamp here, but Chan is right. This is a 21 minute show and there are maybe four, five minutes to go in the show. We are at the end of act two. This is when Sonic is supposed to like get his poop together, go take care of business in act three. And they have introduced a long epic scale uh, questing uh, to this cartoon. And if I may, uh, the ancient pictographs re reflect the ring. So he can become the, achieve the power of ultimate velocity. Somehow I thought Sonic could already do that as known because he can run around the world in like three seconds, but apparently that's not enough. He needs the power of ultimate velocity. And so he's Santa. Yeah, says, no, this, yes. no, this tracks, this is, this is like the, this is the moment in a video game where he's powering up. Like he's, okay. he's getting, he's getting a superstar. He learns the infinite. That mass happen? Punch. Shouldn't that happen? Gina, you're the TV writer. Shouldn't that happen at the beginning of act two? Uh, Shouldn't this no, be the, the meat of what this episode I, is? I mean, I would think that if he, if, if this is the solution, then you would want act two to end on the, the darkest moment where it looks like they're going to fail. And then in act three is when he figures out the solution, which is whatever that I guess this ring gives him superpowers. Okay. You know what? You explaining it like that helps, but not really. Um, so <laughs> you, Sonic with four minutes to go in this episode, you need to uh, master all of the impossible challenges. And that means you have to climb ice pick peak, which is a gigantic snow mountain that he just races to the top of in about two seconds. And he's like, cool. I'm at the top. What next? Okay. Now the second challenge. Uh, and it turns out there's only two challenges. <laughs> the rule of three can fuck off. They're, there's only two challenges. Yes. Uh, the snowboard, you have to snowboard. Now, why the ancient prophecies had goddamn <laughs> snowboarding as part of the challenges, I don't know. I can't. I'm, I'm guys, I'm struggling. Um, 
the, uh, you have the to snowboard calamity is tight, yo. You have to <laughs> snowboard calamity cliffs. So he gets up to the top of the calamity cliffs. He gets Santa gives him a snowboard. He goes off the top. Cut to inexplicably robot chicken and shitty Wally setting a giant bear trap at like the bottom of the. He would have flown over it like at its uh, even physically i don't they put a giant bear trap down in the snow saying oh we're gonna get him here he and of course because this is a sonic cartoon he just slides through it setting it off to trap them inside of it and never was in peril for even a millisecond why did we need that i don't know he ends up going off of the cliffs and then and then finding a hang glider so now he's hang gliding and then he he he, he kicks the snowboard off crushes the robots <laughs> a second time for reasons and then jumps off the hang glider onto a bike and he starts biking through a glacier that is moving extremely fast and trying to close up like that gate in Indiana Jones and Raiders of the Lost Ark. And he gets through it. And then he is it's achieved the power of the victory. It is, but, it's very extreme. But the impossible challenge was to snowboard calamity cliffs, not snowboard, hang glide, and bicycle calamity cliffs. So he didn't actually complete the challenge. This so is a thing that the children of the 90s knew intimately, that if you are going to snowboard, there is clearly an extreme triathlon happening, and you will then be asked to hang glide and a BMX bike across the remainder of the uh, trial. But that's not what the trial was. It is known, Khaleesi. (laughs) I. So he achieves the power of ultimate velocity somehow. If if this if this recap is what finally gives you a heart attack, I will laugh and laugh. (laughs) It'll be. You know what? It'll be worth it. Um, (laughs) I agree, Uh, Chan. I I did ask. I did want to quote here because Robotnik. We cut back to Robotnik, who's in his house. He has achieved victory. It is Christmas night, Christmas Eve night. I don't know when the fuck we are, but he 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 has all the things. He has he has he has all the money. He has all of the the, the riches in his house, and he waxes philosophical on what happiness truly is. And I I felt like this quote spoke directly to the heart of one Robert Clark Chan. What? How? Mm. <laughs> this is what's gonna finally end your friendship. Merry Christmas to me! Merry Christmas to me! Ah, <laughs> happiness is always so much more enjoyable when it's based on the misery of millions. That is the classic right. hashtag nobody wins that I know from Robert right. Clark Chan. You cannot okay, tell I me. I can see it. That's not you. T- that's not you just talking right there. All right. Here's the thing. I <laughs> thrive on the misery of the few. I don't like to stab people in the back. I like to be in front of them, say horrible things to them, then stab them in the front. This is the kind of guy, and I, I, I of course, instantly made an association with uh, uh, Donald Trump. This is a guy who only gets off when he is hurting a lot of people simultaneously. And that is something that I just, I just, no, I can't do that. That's not my bag, baby. Don't you put that on me. It is a little crazy that Robotnik here in the year 2022 won a congressional seat. 
uh, in Georgia. I just, it's, that's where we are, folks. That's just where we are. So literally Sonic just shows up. You don't even see him. You see a blur of light and all of Robotnik's things are gone. Sonic has in one and a half seconds taken all the things to all the people of the world, making everything right again. And then, uh, and then it goes back to Sally dumps a bunch of gifts on her. Apparently before she could even speak, he kisses her, he kisses her and then just bails and and zooms away. (sighs) Well, she's like, what is happening right now? He love bombs her with like 90 presents. He love bombs her with so many presents. Yeah. You don't know what love bombing is, do you? (laughs) I don't. Um, I assume love bombing is when you like someone and you get invited to their house and you freak out. And so you you poop really big and then you got to go. That's what it is when you do it. Yeah. Yeah. Which uh, surprisingly uh, works better than what actual love bombing is. So (laughs) yeah, there you go. Oh, for the people at home who don't know, obviously I know, but for the people at home, what is that Chan? (laughs) Uh, it's when a narcissist like uh, uh, just showers affection and gifts and uh, things on on you and uh, uh, you know so that you you know sort of like fall in love with them uh, and then they just sort of like continue to exert control over you in a way so that they feel bad and they don't want to leave you because like you know he's doing so much for you oh no I have done that I've totally done that no that actually tracks as well yeah was that and pooping? Because that <laughs> that seems like a little extra. I mean, I give extra, Chan. I don't know what to tell you. Please, don't anyway, tell me. Just anyway, not. so and then, and I assume we're done. I, I we're not. We're not. This is the Lord of the Rings with five different endings. We don't. We don't actually get out the door. We get back there, and Santa's like, you know, uh, we were joking about me retiring because I wouldn't do that, but maybe I will retire because Sonic the Hedgehog did such a great job tonight so quickly being Santa Claus. Maybe it's time for me to retire and 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 let you just be Sonic Claus. And, and, oh, and Sonic's like, whoa, this. no, 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 I don't need that. And then Tails is like, yo, you're the new Santa. And then Sonic turns with this weird, malevolent thought and goes, I am the new Santa. Yeah, I hate and then we're this. Just so done. is this the new? This is the new normal. So like, like what's the, I? I hate this. I hate that now that since 1996, the Santa who's been delivering all our presents in the night has been Sonic the Hedgehog. I hate it. Yeah, this it's, is the new reality. I, I it's hate just, it's it. It's such a weird ending because he rejects it, and then they're like, "You'll have so much power," and he's like. I will have so much power. Maybe I And there's do not even this. like like if he said, you know what, I'm getting old. I'm not as fast as I used to be. I could use a helper who's really fast to deliver to help yep. me deliver presents. That yep. would make sense. But actually retiring Santa, I think that's like pretty upsetting in a kid's cartoon to be honest. It's but so it's- yeah. Yeah, I expected him to go like, well, okay, maybe I'll stick around for a little while. Yeah, same, same. And he never does. Yeah, he never does. And (laughs) and like seriously, like it makes sense that oh, this guy like Sonic, his his whole thing is that he's fast. So if if like there was something where Santa was just saying, you know, like oh God, I have got a, I've only got one hour left of Christmas and I need help. Can you help me? 
that like sort of solve that sort of serves the same purpose, except it's less like freaking weird and sad because then I mean, seriously, this this I want to know what age this is for, because let's say there's a six year old watching this, which I don't think is unreasonable to assume that a five or six year old would be watching this. If a five or six year old watches this, are they then going to go to their parents and say, is Sonic Santa now? Like what? Like this would have been upsetting to me. <laughs> the other, the other read of it, which is no less upsetting, is that Santa was just making a joke, and that Santa was just like, "Oh man, oh Sonic, you were so fast. Maybe I will retire since you were so fast and did such a good job." Ha ha! Obviously, it's not going to happen. But he says it out loud, and everybody else in the room is just like, "That's fucking happening now." And now Santa has yeah. no choice. Santa and has no choice but to is- retire. The next scene is Santa goes back on his word. So Sonic sneaks into his his little hut at night and just oh slashes God. his throat. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then he uses the red of Santa's blood to make a new Santa suit for himself. Oh, my God. I mean, I would assume that since he's dead, he might as well just go full Buffalo Bill, skin oh. him and, uh, you know, okay. stuff the skin with, you know, uh, that uh, cotton stuffing that's like a, you know, like poofy. Yeah, I like uh-huh, that. Uh-huh. And then wear them like that. And then wear them like that. And that's Sonic's Christmas. What the hell is this thing called? Christmas Blast? Smash or something? Sonic's Christmas Blast. blast. I feel like my brain got blasted. Uh, you got blasted by a fire <laughs> wait, hose of wait, goddamn but here's surge. The thing. Can, I, can I get a... I don't remember what it is because, like I said, this has been expunged from my memory. But I did write down... The last line is very weird. Let's hear it. <laughs> All right. You asked for it. Sonic Claus. And he wishes all of you a Merry Christmas. The kids write an extremely Merry Christmas every year of your life. Okay. I forgot about that. Okay, uh, yes. Every year of your life, that's what it was. I didn't write down a line. I just wrote down it was so, it's so menacing. It's so Too upsetting. Bad. It's your last year. Yeah, it's it legit sounds like Sonic <laughs> is gonna kill us. It sounds like it's just such a weird every year of your life is such a weird weird line for a kid's cartoon sonic wants you to count the years left on this planet <laughs> kids because he's outliving you no matter what i mean like all he could all he had to, he just could have left it at like wishing you a merry christmas but instead he pauses and says every year of your life and that, it's so disturbing he wishes you an extremely merry christmas which i also thought was a little oh fuck off <laughs> He is love bombing us all. <laughs> every year of your life, it's going to be this awesome, right, babe? Oh, every year of your life is such a weird, weird <laughs> phrasing. I mean, it's basically saying me. it's basically saying uh, uh, wishing you a merry Christmas until you die. Like that's the reading yes. of that. Yes, that is if exactly what any, he is telling you. Any eighties sit. Sitcom, eighties, nineties sitcom actor, you would expect to say something like that to you <laughs> in real life. I would argue that it is, in fact, Julia White. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> that's fair. Now, I mean, Roger Craig Smith wouldn't do that. He would. No. He would. He would pull a Bret Hart and cite creative concerns. 
and not allow that line in the show. I have trusted Roger, Roger Craig Smith, uh, two-time Who Would Win judge and voice of Sonic the Hedgehog. Um, Roger Sonic, Craig Smith is a gentleman and a scholar. Sonic Frontiers, out now. Go buy it. I bought one for my kid. <laughs> buy it now and play it every year of your life. <laughs> Here. Jesus, I, I got the chills just now. <laughs> Sonic it's seriously Claus. one of the weirdest lines in a in a in a kid's cartoon, and that's saying a lot. <laughs> I still then even before that, the realization he's like Sonic Claws. Sonic Claws. Sonic like Claus. this menacing Claus. realization of true ultimate power. Yeah, this- he's the 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 internal monologue is I can finally watch my crush change. And she won't be aware that I'm there because I have Santa powers. <laughs> God damn it. Uh, I mean, she's already not talking. I don't know <laughs> how much more power you could possibly have over her. I mean, no wonder he likes her. She doesn't talk back. <laughs> or at all. <laughs> I mean, who can get an, a word in edgewise with omnipotent Sonic the Hedgehog? <laughs> This is some straight up reverse flash shit right here. This is <laughs> Every, exactly I'm what broken. Gilbert Thon that's his happy place. I'm done. This thing, this thing got me. This one, this I don't get got by many of these things. Was not expecting to get got by this, even as I was watching it, but trying to explain it to other people. I <laughs> this thing, okay. It, it doesn't happen often. I was it did a Denver the last dinosaur got me. Uh, you know, uh, the other shows have gotten me. This one got me. Guys, put it on the list. Put this, it on the board. Again. This one broke me. I, again, I it's just it's just a it's just a void. It's like I have brain damage. I, even as we discussed it, I was thinking, "Wow, I don't remember this at all." And now I can't tell you what happened in it, even though oh, we just Gina, discussed it. This just means that you still are slightly mentally healthy and your brain has defenses. <laughs> this thing broke through mine and and brought down the fort. You know what I'm saying? We're done. Yeah, this is just like if the silence created a TV show. <laughs> yeah. Oh no. Yeah. What, what did I did just I like that? that no, you need to look into the camera and say, "You would kill us all on sight for every year of our life." <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. I really do. I really do picture it, though, at, at the end of it is that Tableau is happening and then Sonic and Santa and Tails and everybody else in town is 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 happily uh, going into a shadow uh, at the end. It, the, the picture pulls back and then there's just me having been there the entire time. <laughs> it's by The Shining reference. We talked about that earlier. I'm done. I think I think I'm just thinking of Sonic murdering me in the night as he's try as he's under the guise of delivering presents. So now my brain's dealing with that. Oh God. And it will be dealing with that for every year for the rest <laughs> of your life. Yeah, that's uh, y'all. Uh any final thoughts on this before I can gratefully get us out of here? I would rather eat ratatouille bites than watch this again. Yo, they're <laughs> delicious. The name suggests that they are the worst thing that I would ever put <laughs> in my mouth. They are so delicious. If you've ever had just breaded eggplant, that's essentially what they are. Uh, well, that's not I delicious. continue. 
to hold <laughs> it would be the worst thing I have ever put in my mouth. Well, then you're you, just making it sound worse. You guys hate Italian people because we love it. So you're anti. I don't hate all Italian people. <laughs> I just hate one Italian person. Is it Giada De Laurentiis? <laughs> she is a goddamn delight. Yeah, how dare you, Gina? How dare you? You were talking to two Food Network junkies here. Are you going to ask us if we like Giada? How dare you? She can kiss my butt. Uh, she Giada. can kiss it with a, with a bit of burrata mozzarella. <laughs> oh, my God. Anyway, guys, this is Knowing Us Half the Podcast. This is the Sonic the Hedge. This is how we open Christmas. I don't know how we're going to over you know do better than this. Uh, as far Man. as shows that fit what we do. Um, hey, send us your suggestions because there are so many Christmas specials. And I know there's uh-huh. some truly, genuinely, magically awful ones out there. Uh, when, if you have been scarred by a, uh, by one, please let us know. When Chan says send us your suggestions, he's not also telling you we've already decided uh, all the episodes. Are, haven't we already decided <laughs> all of the cartoons we're watching for this month already? No, we might, we might bump one. I oh, we only figured out this then... one. Okay, never mind. It's not an empty, an empty promise. <sighs> so this is knowing is half the podcast. Welcome to Christmas. We're a- after Christmas come January. Uh, we're going to after Gina's month of New Year's Eve episodes, and then her month of Valentine's <laughs> episodes, and then her month of St. Patrick's Day episodes. Uh, we'll finally get into three GI Joe short films, all animated. I think. Uh, and I own them all on DVD. We'll be watching them. So that'll be the end of season six, leading us into season seven. Get ready for that. Uh, in the meantime, of course, you can find us in many, many different places. Nobody has anything to plug because our brains are gone at this point. Uh, except for Vampire Detroit, of course. VampireDetroit.com. Listen to Recap <laughs> Detroit. The Vampire of the Masquerade audio drama. Episodes one through five are out right now. Starring uh, uh, many prominent figures. I just looked up. St. Patrick's Day animated television specials. Uh-huh. And even Chan. under your rubric, Ray, there are enough to do a month of them. Oh, yes. Yeah. No. Bears, DuckTales, Inspector <sighs> Gadget. There's a Rankin Bass one. We've got uh, uh, Ren and Stimpy's kind of borderline. Oh, there's a real Ghostbusters. Oh, hell yeah. Uh, Super Mario Brothers Super Show. Uh-huh, uh-huh. This is. This is happening. Oh, and maybe yeah. even the CSI New York pot Hell of gold yeah. episode. Might as well. Hell, you yeah. know what? Yeah. 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 Um, uh, so season seven clearly is the season where Gina takes control of the ship. <laughs> <laughs> I am the captain now. Season seven Look at is me. Oops All Holidays. Oops All Holidays. I'll be honest. Not the worst idea we've had. <laughs> I was thinking of doing the whole anime thing since that's what G.I. Joe Sigma 6 is. But oops, all holidays, kind of great. Kind of great. Uh, anyway, uh, you've been listening to the show. You know where we are. You can find us at uh, facebook.com slash knowing is half the podcast, patreon.com slash knowing is half the podcast. We just, you know, if you know this, we talked about it last episode. We had a patron viewing party and we watched the final episode of G.I. Joe Extreme with some of the patrons. And thank you very much for, for coming and being a part of it. Anyway, you can go to patreon.com slash knowing is half the podcast where you can do live shows with us. Uh, the whole secret vault. We have tons of episodes in there if you're new to the show and just want to get as much content as you possibly could. 
uh, extra content you would not otherwise be able to get. And eventually all of the non-G.I. Joe stuff will be going behind the paywall as well because that's how capitalism works, baby. We're back. Capitalism. You can also find us on Twitter at G.I. Joe Podcast, but individually, I am at Almighty Ray. At 999 RPMs. I'm at Gina Ippy. And uh, have I have I mentioned uh, the vampire show yet? Because there's a great vampire show. Hello, dear listeners. Do you enjoy playing video games with your best friends? Then I have the pod for you. I'm Philip, host of The Gaming Together, a cooperative podcast. Each week, my co-host Nave and I break down a cooperative experience in gaming. And we are always looking for new co-op partners to join us. So come play with us on The Gaming Together podcast. So I'm standing over this toilet taking a piss and I'm playing my Pokemon and I dropped it in the toilet. I remember the Game Boy just tumbling in the water. And I remember screaming for my mom, trying to get this Game Boy. Wait, how old are you? And she yelled at me. She yelled at me. Oh my god. Traumatized. I was like, no, my my Pokemon. That's Gaming Together, a cooperative podcast. Come on down, co-op partners.